0: Psalms 46 reads as follows. God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, will not we fear, though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and are troubled, and though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. There is a river the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God, the holy place, and the tabernacles of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her. And that right early. Then the nations raged, and the kingdoms were moved, and uttered His voice, and the earth smeltered. And the Lord's of Host was with us, The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come, behold the works of the Lord, that desolation He has made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear asunder and burns the chariots in fire. Be still and know that I am God, and I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. And here we see, honestly, and it may not appear that way on the surface, a wonderful encouragement to us. I want to take a look at this for just a minute. It begins with a positive uh, for us. It says, God is our refuge, our refuge, that place that we go when the going gets tough. It gives us this idea, of course, this is talking about battles and great things that are going on, and so we can carry that forward and think about a refuge being that safe place that we can go, that place of trust, that place of comfort, the shelters from the storm, as the song we just sang mentioned, that shelter from dangers, that shelter from falsehood, this idea that we're going to return to some place that is to God who is a refuge of strength. Who is stronger than the Lord? Well, that's an easy question to answer. It is no one. Where do we go when we struggle, when we have difficult times, when we feel challenged, when we feel hemmed in on every side? Well, we simply go to our refuge, which is our Lord and Savior. But the reality is we also go there in times of comfort, in times of peace. Perhaps you have like a favorite place to be or a favorite uh, part of your house that you feel comfortable in, a place that you can kind of call your refuge. It gives us that idea and that vision here that God should be our refuge and our strength, especially when we're in trouble. And the way that's translated, a very present help in times of trouble it's emphasizing it's saying it's active it's not something past in fact it is something current it is something ongoing that when we have trouble as is described in this verse we can go to God who is our refuge and is our strength and who is actively present in our troubles and we should and ought to remember this and seek him out I will confess, much like many of you, when I'm in trouble, I want to seek out the advice of others. I want to try and fix it myself. I want to go it alone. But the reality is, when we are in trouble, when we need strength, we should go to God, who is, in fact, our refuge. And with that, the next verse says, therefore, we will not fear. Now, these verses, I think, are very clearly talking about the struggles that uh, kings and kingdoms and nations uh, rage and have against each other. It's very likely the way that this is set up, that these verses talking about mountains crashing and waves churning and the tumult that goes on is talking about the chaos that ensues when nations and countries fight each other, when groups of people don't get along when we struggle in life to understand and are swept up into all of the chaos that's going on in the world around us, we should remember that our God is our refuge, a very present help in trouble, and therefore we should not fear. That's hard, isn't it? It's hard not to be afraid. It is hard sometimes to uh, to stand firm in God. It is hard sometimes to put ourselves into that refuge. But it is what we ought to do so that we do not fear. And we'll notice here, as I kind of mentioned before, therefore, we will not fear. Now, who's that fear based in? It's not based in me. It's not based on my own strength because my own strength will consistently fail. It is in God, who is our refuge, who is all-powerful, who is all-knowing, who is all-strength, and I can simply rely on that even when the world is crashing down around us, when chaos is ensuing on every corner. And I feel like I've been somewhat apocalyptic, if you will, the last two years But if you don't think this is getting to be true in our world today, I don't think it's going to take much longer. We are a wave about to crest, if you ask me. And therefore, we should remember that God is our refuge. Even if the earth changes, though the mountains be shaken and slip into the heart of the seas, is the way that one translation talks about verse 2 and 3. And if God can be our refuge in the most difficult times when mountains and seas are raging around us and things are changing and countries are at war, then can He be our refuge in our personal battles and struggles in life? And the answers are clear and resounding yes. No matter what we go through, if this is true when nations are fighting nations and the world is being divided, then it's certainly true in our own life today that we can go to Him as our refuge, as our strength, and not fear, not based on something we have done, but laying ourselves in Him. And see, that's the same concept that our dear sister told us this morning. You try it on your own strength, and that doesn't work. We have to rely on him until you seek him and allow him to change you you've not done much psalms 27 1 says the lord is my light and my salvation whom shall i fear the lord is the stronghold of my life of whom shall i be afraid see the reality is god is in the midst. We see this later in the chapter. Verse 5 says, God is in the midst of her and she shall not be moved. See, God is not absent from this world. This is vitally important both for the way that we think and the way that we behave, the way that we view the world around us, the way that we interact with people who are around us. We should remember that God is not absent, sitting up on high somewhere, mocking us or throwing lightning bolts or whatever anyone in society wants to say. God is here in the midst of us in the form of his Holy Spirit working in the lives of those he wants to draw to him for salvation and working in the lives of those of us whom he has in his hand those who have been saved he is in the midst of us and he understands the Hebrew letter reminds us of this that God understands and knows the things that goes on because he lived as one of us do you think it's possible that Christ never had a relative pass away? He lived to be 33. I don't know that that was necessarily old age in that time, but it's getting pretty close. The average lifespan wasn't very long in those times there's no doubt that he didn't have people who he loved who passed away in his life who struggled there's no doubt that he had people who were hurt and sick and afflicted in his life that he struggled with there's no doubt he had questions when he was growing up about jobs and careers and all manner of things that you think you're going through in your life god by sending christ to be a man among us has experienced these things he understands that he knows and he still loves us anyway And that is of tremendous comfort when we are in times that seem to be turbulent. When we have problems, that God is in the midst of us. We can, at a moment's notice, cry out to Him. We can simply lift our minds to higher things and communicate with Him, no matter where we are, no matter what we're doing, because God is here and He shall not be moved. No matter what countries do, no matter what people do, no matter what goes on in life, God will not be moved. As I mentioned, we're looking here at the raging of nations going back and forth. But I think there's wonderful application here to our personal lives. If God's in the midst of the nation's as they rage, then God is in the midst of your life as it rages too. As you face difficult challenges, as you go through uh, uncharted areas, as you don't know which way to go, left or to the right, God is in the midst of that, and we should simply seek Him out as our refuge and to stand with Him. Because after all, if God is with us, then who can be against us? The verses tell us that he is a, um, a refuge. Sorry, verse 7. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Again, this carries back to the same idea, but a little bit different word. He's our refuge in time of strength. Again, here is talking about a refuge. It's a similar idea that God is somewhere we can go and be safe. The scriptures talk about this over and over again. They talk about how he is a a strong tower that we can run into them and be saved. The scriptures tell us that no uh, weapon formed against us will ever prosper. And the scriptures tell us that God is in control. And so when your life and your circumstances seem as though it's spinning out of control, understand that God is in the midst of it. He is a refuge, a safe place for us to go. And we should go and put our trust in him. Isaiah 46 and 10 gives us great wisdom here. It says that God is declaring the end from the beginning. From the ancient time, things not yet done, saying my counsel shall stand and I will accomplish my purpose. What is God's purpose for your life? What is God wanting to accomplish In your life that will change as the seasons change doesn't mean that God was wrong it means that God will choose to use us in different ways at different times and that is entirely appropriate what is he asking you to do today to assume that what it was he wanted you to do last year or five years ago is the same today is maybe to assume an error I don't know what he's calling you to do today but he knows the end from the beginning I barely know the beginning and I certainly know nothing about the end. And so if I want guidance and how and what I should do, then I should trust only in him because he is the one that declares it and on his counsel it shall stand and on that will he accomplish his purpose. And the beauty of all this is he chooses me to participate. I wouldn't choose me it doesn't make any sense that God would choose me to accomplish some of his goals. But he does it in spite of myself to bring him glory. Because through the weakness that just is mankind and the weakness that is me, God will fulfill his purpose because he knows the beginning from the end. And we know that all things work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. We know that the weapons of war that people bring against us will not prosper. We know that we do not have to have any fears, this chapter has told us, when there are wars and people come after us. Again, Isaiah says, No weapon that is formed against thee shall prosper, and every tongue that shall rise against thee in judgment thou shalt condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their righteousness is of me. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. And again, if we take application to this and think, well, this may have been talking about a great time when kings and countries are fighting together, how much less will someone's words against me prosper if I'm safe in the refuge of God? And then we get to a famous scripture Verse 10, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen, or many translations say nation, and I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Be still and know that I am God. You'll notice this is a tense change. These were things that were being told by God through the psalmist. And then all of a sudden something changes in the midst of all that's going on in the raging of the seas in the crashing of the mountains in the fighting and wars of uh, nations. And in the battles we fight personally, God then speaks to us specifically and individually and says in midst of all of that in verse 10, be still and know that I am God. Now, that's not easy to do. And any of us who've ever spent a few minutes in great trials and tribulation will know exactly what I mean. It is hard to be still and know that I am God. What are we talking about here? There's an aspect that's literal to this. Do nothing. Be quiet. We're not good at that, are we? Do nothing and be quiet. How about this one? Stop your frantic activity. We talked about Martha and Mary a few months ago. One of them was just frantically doing everything she was supposed to. And you know what? She was right because she was hosting a party. She was right to be busy to make sure everything was right. But she was wrong to not slow down and pay attention to Christ. We can be caught in the eye of the storm and frantically be doing everything we think we have to do, everything we think we should do, and be so caught up in all that's going on, we lose track that sometimes and many times we are simply just to be still and know that He is God. Sometimes we need to stop fighting a battle that we can't win. It doesn't mean we give up. But whether it's us fighting or the Lord makes, well, all the difference. Last few weeks we had a couple sermons from the book of Joshua, and we are reminded that God did amazing and great things to get them out of the land of Egypt, out of slavery, out of bondage. No doubt, they thinking triumphantly things are great. They head out into the desert, a million or more people having uh, plundered Egypt. People are just giving them all their wealth to get them to go away, to get God's wrath to stop. And Pharaoh once again changes his mind and takes after them in his army, pins them up against a great sea, one they probably couldn't even see across, and doubtful many of them with. I would assume an absence of maps in that time had any idea where they were at. It seemed impossible. And Exodus 14, 13 records this. And Moses said to the people, fear not, stand firm and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will work for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you will never see again now one can imagine and put yourself in that place you're terrified for your life there is an army of chariots bearing down on you most certainly will destroy all of you or drown half of you up against the sea you seem like your back is in a place that you can't possibly get out from and what does Moses tell the people but to stand firm and fear not and watch what God will do Not what they will do, not set up defenses here and gather people here and divide what swords you have and form into ranks and begin to fight, but simply to stand and fear not and look at the salvation that God will provide for you. Do we understand how similarly it is to be still and know that I am God? In the midst of the storm, in the midst of the chaos, stop running around and just simply be still and know. What does that mean to know? It means to know and to recognize, to understand. Be still. Recognize that I am God and I will be exalted among the nations and I will be exalted in the earth. We have our personal battles that we must fight. We have our personal challenges that we must face. But ultimately, it's the strength of God that is in the world. And it is through His strength and His timing and His knowledge that everything will be okay. And I can run around all I want to. I can make all the plans. I can gather this and do this. But in the end, it's up to Him. And if God can say this... When there's war wars going on, then how much less is it applicable to us today? At the same token, I think this is clearly a message to the kingdoms. Just stop. Just be still and know that he is God. You ever looked at any of our political leaders and said, just stop. Just stop what you're doing. Just be still and find out who God is. You ever been in a battle in your personal life? Maybe one you shouldn't be fighting? Maybe you just need to be still and know that He's God. You may be right, but you may still need to be still and know that He's God. There may be things you need to do, but there's also times you may need to just be still. Stop all the activity, quiet yourself, do nothing, and think about, know about, meditate, try to understand who God is. Ecclesiastes asks the wonderful question, For what does a man get from all of his labor and his striving? That's the the word I'm picking up on. All this striving, sorrow in his heart, which he labors under the sun. We are people who run about here and there, doing everything we possibly can, trying to make everything work, trying to cover all the edges. What do we get for it? Sorrow. Does that mean we throw up our hands and quit our jobs and sit around all day? No. But it means we understand that there's times when we must be still and know that he's God. Because he is. Hosea 6 and 3 says... So let us know and become personally acquainted with Him. That's God. Let us press on to know and understand fully the Lord. If there's anything that we should never cease from doing, it's knowing Him and moving on to that. But all the rest of this should end. All the rest of this worry and concern and doubt and fighting and striving that we have to get here and to do that, The only thing that counts is pressing on or striving to know and fully understand him is what Hosea tells us. Why do we do this? So that he will be exalted in all the earth. See, that's the key. The Israelites, when they had to stand still and see the power of God and show no fear, God was exalted in that. When they made it through the desert after 40 years, they had to go stand in the middle of the river for the river to stop. Just to be still. They had to march around Jericho and then finally be still and shout when told. Over and over again, we see in the scripture, we will see in our own lives, times when what we must do is just simply stop to be still to know God and let God show up with His power and stop trying to make it work in my own. And remember, after all, we are more than conquerors in my own strength. No, wait, sorry. Let me reread that. No, we are more than conquerors through our combined effort. Hold on. No, that isn't it either. Oh, here it is. We are more than conquerors through him who loves us. It's in Jesus Christ's power, not in my own, not in our collective effort, but in His power alone can I stand still, can I know the power of God, and can I trust in Him, and can the Lord reveal and be exalted in all the earth despite all that's going on in the big picture or the small simply because I stand for Him and let Him work in my life, not because of what I have done, not because of my schemes and my plans and my efforts, but simply through through him and the love that he has for me. Basically, sometimes we just gotta shut up and get out of the way. That's really hard for us to do. No matter what happens in the world, wars, countries falling apart, physical disasters, struggles in our personal life. God is our refuge, our strength, and our ever-present help in those times. In the hardships in life, we should find safety and rest in God. And while this world and our personal lives may be unstable, we should be reminded and encouraged that God is present in this place He is here for us. He knows, he understands, he knows the beginning from the end, and he has a plan. And no matter what happens, God is to be exalted. God will be exalted. We must stop our frantic, chaotic activity, trying to fix everything, And we just have to be still and know God. Not just know about him, not know of him, not know what others say about him. That's very important. But to know him. And to know him is to surrender to him. To know him is to love him and for him to love us. That knowing is deep. It's important, and it's what has to happen. It's what has to happen to start a relationship with him, and it's what has to happen continuously throughout our lives if we're to be obedient to him. So I want us to take a minute I want us to be still and I want you to think about God there's multiple questions you can ask yourself do you actually know him if you do are you actually trusting him or are you trying to do it on your own if you don't know him then ask him how do I get to know you wait patiently for what he'll tell you seek him look for him ask him talk to him but be still so that you can know him maybe some of you've been trying for a long time as Brenda talked about earlier to be saved maybe you just need to stop be still And try to know him. Maybe some of you are going through some type of very difficult time in your life. Maybe you need to stop to be still and to go into the refuge that is Jesus Christ. Let him comfort you during the difficult times. Whatever is going on in your life. Whatever you're struggling with. Remember that God is our refuge and strength. Always present in our time of trouble. And therefore, we will not fear. Judy, do you care to come and play an instrumental for us? I have no preference on what it is. But I want to give us just a few minutes and time to be still. you want to come up here and be still, you're welcome to do that. If you want to stay at your seat, you're welcome to do that as well. But let's be still so that we can know our Lord.